Where'd you get that water bottle, Steve? <laughs> 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 it says Rotterdam on it. Oh, you, well, you got me. Sad loser. <laughs> why? It's reusable. Do you want to remember where you'd been? No, it came in like in a <laughs> shop for like the same price as a normal water, bottle really? of water. Wow. It came with water where from was that? Rotterdam. In Rotterdam, yeah. <laughs> of course, in Rotterdam. Yeah. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words, 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters, 361 chapters, three volumes, two epilogues, and a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. (laughs) (laughs) And I've kept it for two or three years. I'm saving the planet over here. I'm saving the planet. It's small, isn't it? No. It's not it's big. It's the perfect size. It's not big. Welcome to the quiz. Are we starting? Yes, we're starting. <laughs> we'll include some of that chat about the water bottle, I suppose. Your Rotterdam water bottle. Yeah, I've got, just in short, in case we don't include it, we were having a conversation about how I've got a bottle uh, of water. It's from Rotterdam. It's a great Shoot story. Me. Shoot me. It's a great story. Everybody, hello, Steve, hello. Welcome to, to book five, season five, <laughs> catch up quiz just so many quizzes so many wow do you want to explain what we thought the quiz was going to originally be for yeah i mean i think originally we Mm. thought this might be a helpful way for people who are new to the podcast to you know like you like the idea of the podcast but you don't want to listen to to 70 80 episodes episodes. so you could just skip straight ahead to where we are right now just by listening to one helpful one helpful quiz which would be this quiz so i don't know if anyone has done that or could do that i think even our listeners who have read the book more than once would struggle <laughs> sure, to catch up. Sure, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, look, bear that in mind as you listen to this this quiz this Please week, do. this book's quiz. See if it would have helped you uh, to remember anything. <laughs> Your favourite moments. Anything. <laughs> Before we get going, Will, mm-hmm. I'm so happy to All start right. with. I just want to say that. Good. <laughs> so I'm so happy. It's, I'm, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm so happy because we've had so many emails oh my word we have the floodgates are just, just electronically like we open sh- we should end a season every episode <laughs> because <laughs> we should because we've had so many brilliant emails wonderful and not only have we had emails but inside the emails our favorite thing our favorite thing it's pictures people have people have drawn these pictures they're, they're so amazing. good go on do your one first michelle emailed in um and do you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about weird places people listen to the show yes potentially well she's written in to say that she listens to the podcast at a morgue what uh, inside a morgue did in, she break in, in? she works in a morgue <laughs> <laughs> in a major okay. american city to clarify she works there she's right? a forensic scientist in a morgue oh that's so unbelievably cool and she listens i assume with it blasting out oh who's it going to annoy <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's the perfect show they're already dead steve yeah, i get it we all understand <laughs> we understand um, Do you know what would be great god this is just too great what would be brilliant is if she's listening one day doing a work yeah. or whatever that is yeah and then suddenly she just hears a laugh yeah the show's, the show's funny even corpses <laughs> blame them? love it who'd blame them <laughs> they love it yeah uh, anyway so she listens in the morgue that sounds absolutely wonderful terrifying that would have been enough to be honest that email would have been enough as it stands that's enough but michelle's gone even further and she's drawn a sublime sublime drawing have you lost it of, on your phone i'm just looking for the names <laughs> of emperor alex 
and Jonas, <gasps> Emperor of Horses. Emperor of Horses, Jonas. And it's incredible. It's very painterly. Uh, it, it could be a painting in a in a an art gallery. God, this is a phenomenal review. You and should do an art the, podcast. The as tail well. of the horse. The, uh, Jonas is wearing a crown, of, of course, course. Uh, and his tail. It's just wonderful. It's so live, lifelike and lively. Uh, so look, it's fantastic. You can see this image and the other ones we're going to talk about yeah. on our website, wapin7.com, in the Hall of Fame, where all of the wonderful pictures go. Also on our Instagram. We'll tell you about Instagram later. We always do. <laughs> We've also got two wonderful pictures of the same thing. Whoa. This is so cool. The first one is from Alex. Uh, from America, who's drawn Nicky Rostov at the end of book five. Remember the end of book five where he's wearing a little cork hat and he's got the I'm with stupid (laughs) t-shirt on and he's looking sad and he's got the little letter for the emperor in his hand. And this is what he's saying because he's kind of, his eyes are downcast and he's looking a little grumpy. And he's saying this, stupid Boris, stupid (laughs) piece. Perfect. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'm so impressed with this, Alex. Thank you so much. And from Jessica, another listener, we've got a completely fresh take on the Nikki Rostov tourist <laughs> vibe. <laughs> vibe. Um, Jessica's Nikki is very, dare I say it, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> very, very hairy legs. Very, <laughs> he's holding his hip. <laughs> the, the, the very sexy bicycle shorts. Yeah, they're very tight. I'm <laughs> guessing in Russian. That says I'm with stupid. Uh, that is an incredible level of detail. It's amazing. So I think it I think it probably does say that. And the um the rubber ring is 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 leaning on his on his butt. <laughs> it's very it's very cool. And it's in a kind of pencil, a pencil vibe. They're all absolutely wonderful. Do please, please, please go and have a look at them. And thank you so much for everyone that did those drawings. Thank you. We it's just like, you know, we're usually we're just sitting around, right? Yeah. Not here, not together. Doing nothing. An email comes in and we open it up and what is inside but but Nikki Rostov dressed as a tourist. It's, it's just it's great. And Steve and I are such children, we just immediately send them to each other and we just love it. It makes our day. Thank you ever so much for those. And please, if you're listening to that going, well, I listen to this show in a morgue. I'm going to draw a horse. <laughs> Do it and send it in. Now down to the, the matter at hand, the main agenda item for today's show, uh, which is the quiz. Cue game show music. Okay, well, to decide who's going first, I've thought of a number. You have to just trust me. Okay. Between one and ten. Do it more. One in a million. All right. <laughs> one in a million. It's going to be the same number. If, if I get it right, <laughs> yeah. I go first. All right. Yeah. This is meant no, to be quick, this bit, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll guess. Hang on. Uh, if you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I understand. Yeah. 942,362. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. My number was lower. So I think that means I go first. What was the number? Four. <laughs> Oh, rats. Okay, well, look, in that case, it's up to you. You decide. Um, Yeah, I'll go first. All right. It was a very poorly defined (laughs) way of deciding. It was fair. But I think that's very in keeping with with the quiz. Round one. Okay, well, it's the quiz. Everyone knows how it works. Of course, I'll just say it quickly. Go on. There are four rounds. There are five points per round. Yeah. Four questions as a bonus point. You'll see. It's simple. Get your pens ready. Someone's going to win. Woo! Will's never won. Here we go. Question one. All right, well, I've got a really, really, really simple one. I don't believe to you. To kick us off. It's really very quite 
quite simple, okay? War and peace. No, it's not that. It's a bit one more simple than that. But okay. um, we've talked about it a lot, right? Uh, over the over the, over the whole whole book, the really, whole war and peace thing, really. Don't set me up to fail. Here it is. It's very simple. What will is is the date range for book five? <laughs> oh, this Lord. book we've just read, book five. The date range in years. The date range in years. Yeah. When did it start? When did it end? Right. And just to be clear. There was a small time lapse at the end of the most there recent. Was. I'm excluding that. I don't want. Why would you exclude it? I want pre-time lapse. Okay. <laughs> Why? If my answer includes the time lapse, you're check. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. I think. I think it was eighteen. It's eighteen something. Eighteen. Eighteen oh five to eighteen oh seven, and then the time lapse perhaps took us to eighteen oh nine. I'm going to say eighteen oh five. Right. To 1807, but at the last minute, <laughs> I'm going to change it, yeah. which is which is my right. Sure, sure. To 1806 okay. to 1807. Okay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> there we go. Okay, locked. All right, very good. Uh, lock. That's locked in. Um, there are no bonus points. Just to be clear, but I don't want one. I, I just want to give you a chance to show off. I don't want one. Can you say the date of the last uh, last date in the book? Why is the question still going on? Just if you, in case you want to have a go, have a go. This is for fun. The date of the last i know the date of the last thing that happened the last last day in book five i know it march june oh maybe it's maybe, wait summer july the 9th oh. 1807 you were, you were close you were close the main thing is you got the question right at the last oh, minute you snuck word. in well done i just realized as if a book could be two years it doesn't it doesn't make sense that doesn't happen it was two years it wasn't it wasn't three years mm. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh yeah um, yeah yeah no i get what you mean the answer was of course 1806 to june 1807 june. specifically june the 30th right a few dates that i found in the book april 1807 they were living in a mud hut right june 1807 denisov was in hospital Right. 27th of June, peace was signed. It's great research, 28th of this. June, they had dinner. <laughs> this they isn't all, required. Okay. 29th of June, yep. he tried to give them the letter. All right, mate. It was the end of the book. Anyway, look, so there we go. <laughs> you got one point. How could you not catch up with that information? <laughs> I'm trying. I am trying a little bit just to give you some <laughs> catching up help. You are. Okay, question two. We have been on such an incredible journey, this book. We ended with peace and letters. Mm. most recently yes but before that we had horses biscuits yes surfs religion yes. party a party or two. Oh yeah um and of course right at the start pierre had all of those bones <laughs> yeah and this isn't the question uh, but i just want to give you the chance to say how many how many bones do you think there were there was a chest dare i say it <laughs> full, full of bones <laughs> full that i mean i look i don't know how big the chest is but that could be at least 100 bones. <laughs> it's a lot of bones. And, and this isn't my question either, but but where do you think all those bones came from? They could have come from goats, pigs, monkeys. All sorts of animals. That's very optimistic. <laughs> from the zoo down the road. Do you think it was some sort of zoo catastrophe <laughs> situation? Uh, well, okay, here's my question then. Well, you seem to be an, an expert on bones. Yep. Clearly, from yep. what I've heard, you're, you're a big expert on bones. Oh, yeah. And I, So as you know, of course, the average human adult has 206 bones in, yep. their, in their body i might have i might have written a very similar question to <laughs> you okay Steve. well maybe maybe hopefully we haven't gone down the same route we write these in isolation so we it's do. possible uh but well my question isn't that yeah my question is how many bones and i'll be amazed if you've done this as well this is ridiculous i bet i have bones does the average adult horse have oh i have not done this okay, okay. wow okay an adult horse 
So younger horses have fewer bones. Human babies have a lot uh, more bones, but they fuse together. Okay. Horses are, are born a lot more fully formed, and they have a basically similar number of bones. I, that's the most impressed I've ever been with you. <laughs> Thank you. That I know was, a lot about bones. That was bones. such an incredible response. Well done. Thank you. Well done with that. Um, adult horse, how many bones? Uh, what's a human's got like 209, 207? 206 on, on average. On average. I will be giving you a bit of leeway because it is, is a bit variability. Mm. Horses are bigger than humans, but they could have fewer... <laughs> bigger bones <laughs> sure. their legs could just be one bone for all i know well, be, they've be, got a knee though so they, it's at least two they would move strangely <laughs> it's at least two no bone in the tail yeah. the knee's actually the wrist in a horse <laughs> I, oh, I, God, I stop it <laughs> stop it um all right they've got a neck what's that that's one bone i would i'm not expecting <laughs> you to go through all of them i'm just looking for a number really 186 okay right okay okay so you think they've got like 20 less bones? What do you think I was going to say? 10,000? For a minute, I thought you were going to say 100. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny um, horse. I'm sorry to say, well, that's not correct. All right. Uh, according to horseyhooves.com. What? Uh, horseyhooves.com. <laughs> I'm take back me c- commenting <laughs> on your research. According to horseyhooves.com, horses <laughs> obviously have no fingers or toes, but simply a single hoof. Yes. Uh, so they lose quite a few bones that way because we've got a lot of bones in our hand. Mm. Um, but they've got loads more skull bones and they've got a tail. So actually... Oh, num- and the tail does have a bone. But several. The number I was looking for is 205. 205. Only one less. On also, average. I feel dumb saying that tails don't have bones. That's going to go into the <sighs> ether now forever. They would be so jelly-like and wobbly. <laughs> just be a jelly right. worm. All right. Cats have 230, dogs 320. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, okay, question three. Okay, well, this is for this is for two points. Wow, this question okay, big. You, you, so you've got a lot of lot of lot, lot of chances. A lot of points. A lot of points. Yeah, perhaps two of them. Uh, yeah. So you know, we were talking about talking about Pierre and the bones, and, and of course, he famously became a mason towards the start of book five. He did, as we've discussed. I think we've covered this probably enough. Uh, there were a lot of bones involved. Whole chest of them. But bones, they weren't the only essential item involved in that very memorable mason ceremony right. that we that we experienced. I'm going into my memory um, palace. Yeah, well, I'll help you. You might remember the moment when Pierre was um, lying face down, naked, on the floor in front of, <laughs> in front of everyone. Yeah, it's hard to forget remember. that. Just after that moment, um, mm. he's given five essential mason items, crucial Crucial items for his masonly life and duties that were uh, to follow. Mm-hmm. So, Will, what were these amazing objects? And for a bonus point, what were they for? The first thing that came into my mind was the joke we made that they were like <laughs> little, those little gifts you get in Happy Meals. And I know that's not right, but yeah. that is good of me to remember that now. I'm trying to be kind to you <laughs> um, this, this week. Oh my God, I've got one. I've got one. Uh, it, it's like a trowel. Um, a trowel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a yeah, trowel. Yeah. Great. And then, because later on in the yeah. season, you worked out why it was there. It's sort of dig, digging your heart or whatever. Dig your soul. Masons. Yeah, masons. All right, just for that. Just for laying bricks. Uh-huh. All right, it's a little trowel. I feel silly not to say one bone. <laughs> okay, you're saying one bone. <laughs> At least one bone. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a wallet. A wallet. Okay, so... Wallet. What you're going to kick yourself when you hear these? No, no. Well, then let me. I think you've got one more. Kick myself. I'll let you say one more because we've got a lot to get through. Whatever. I, I need to win this. 
Um, all right. Oh, oh, apron for the blood. A okay, blood apron. an apron for the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah blood yeah. apron. Yeah, yeah. Sweet blood apron. Trowel, fake mustache, little hot dog, okay. and a Hot Wheels racer. Perfect. Okay. Well, so, so okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how many points I'm going to give you at the end. But this, this is what I was looking for. Okay. A trowel. Done. Which Pick. is that the, the reason I was looking for. I was looking for specifically this. Don't need the reason. This That's wor- ridiculously hard. I was looking for this wording specifically. Uh, the trowel was in order to cleanse his own heart from vice and indulgently smooth uh, with it the heart of his neighbour. I said dig out your heart. <laughs> yeah, so, I get that. Uh, the other thing I was looking for was apron. And we don't actually find out what it's for. Blood apron. It can only be for blood. Only. Uh, then... It was kind of a trick question because I was looking for three pairs of gloves. Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. Uh, one's for meetings, of course. Uh, one is the to glove stuff. give to a girl that he fancies. <laughs> the third, Pierre, yeah. uh, he said that Pierre could not know the meaning but must keep them. The glove stuff. So it was a mixed bag. I, I don't think you actually ticked any of the boxes. I won't Incorrect. Give you... I got two. Yeah, but I know, but I was looking for all six, so Incorrect. I'm, I'm going to give you 0.8. 0.8, just completely <laughs> made that up, did you? 0.8, I'll write it down. Sure. I'm giving you 0.8. Cheers. <laughs> Question four. <laughs> Horses. <laughs> Horses. You know how many bones they have, right? 205 bones. Horses have made an incredible contribution to this this book they have they have not only the drawings people have done but just generally in, the in plot general. the plot <laughs> yeah king nigel jonas yep possibly janet we're not uh, completely sure it's very it's very difficult to keep track it is um but war and peace isn't the only historic storytelling thing where horses have made a profound <laughs> <laughs> profound impact yeah <laughs> guess so Episode 119 of the Smurfs, <laughs> first broadcast on the 11th of May 1983, oh, is God. called The Morse Baby. Right. In the episode, teenage knight Sir Johan falls off a bridge that has been sabotaged by Balthazar's two henchmen. Right. Fortunately, Sir Johan's horse, Bayard, chases away the henchmen while Sir Johan is unconscious. Good job, Bayard. It might interest you to know, this is just a free factoid for you, Will. Mm. Bay is actually a type of horse colouring. Typically, bay horses are reddish brown with a black mane, tail and lower legs. Yeah, that does interest me too. So, Will, for (laughs) one point, (laughs) my question to you is, what colour is brave and loyal horse Bayard? You gave me so much information, Steve. I need a yeah. moment to process all of that sure. nonsense. Sure. Is Johan all right? Is he dead? He is absolutely fine right. uh, at the end of the episode. I can't I can't really remember what happens, but suffice to say... You can't remember. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. <laughs> I I didn't read this one in, in a huge amount of detail, to be honest. But <laughs> Busy today, were I, you? I know quite a lot about the horse, Bayard, if you, yeah. you know. And the question is simply, what colour is he? What colour is he? Blue. You're just going to go and say blue, are you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's it's incorrect. Oh, come um, on. So, are you sure? According to uh, the Wikipedia fan wiki. Yeah. Um, it's a great place for, to go, for, by for the Smurfs, way. <laughs> um, Bayard is a chestnut or white with spots, 
possibly dapple grey horse. How many colours is that? But he was also um, brown in the first few episodes. What is going on? They've mentioned all the colours a horse could be. Unfortunately, not blue though. It's actually hard to get that wrong. I know. I was thinking thinking that would be a free point for you, to be honest. (laughs) I could have said brown, grey or white and got it right. Or or spotty or or (laughs) dappled. Any any horse colour. I got it right. Instead you said blue. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to look back on this moment at the end of the quiz today and think this is where I lost it. You know what? It probably will be where you lose it. <laughs> okay, well, that's the end of round one. Uh, let me just toss up your scores. 1.8. <laughs> Actually, genuinely, that's, that's, I think that's a PB. <laughs> me. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Okay, let's go on to round two. Question one. Papa Smurf (laughs) and Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh One is a little blue fella, Uh roughly three apples tall, (laughs) who wears an infamous hat. And the other is the leader of the Smurfs. (laughs) Very good. It's my favourite format for a joke. It's a classic joke. I I actually genuinely think that's a perfect joke every time. Sure, sure. It's so good. Uh, My question is simple. How many years separate these two great leaders' birthdays? <laughs> what? <laughs> Here's some help. Yeah. Napoleon was born on the 15th of August. Yeah. And Papa Smurf was born on the 15th of June. <laughs> okay, but you want to know in years, do you? How many years separate them now, yeah. Steve? But look, I actually did tell you when Papa Smurf was born. Yeah, and I remember, I remember being shocked by it. You were shocked, weren't you? You know, he's either like a hundred years old or possibly a thousand oh, years he's old. old. He's, he's old. old. He's, he's an old, old Smurf, yeah. yeah. And uh, Napoleon, you can probably figure out yeah. just from being a smart chap. I reckon Napoleon must have been born in 1700 and something. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's where I'm going to fall down, really. I think I've got that nailed down to a sort of big enough Yeah, big that's enough pretty time, That's pretty much right. It, the, the tough one is going to be the fictional the Papa Smurf. One, the tough one's <laughs> Papa Smurf. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to lump it in the middle. I'm going to say he's 600 years old. 600. So I'm going to say there's like 500 years that separate them. I would have been lenient, oh. but not to that degree. Oh, okay, right, really. <laughs> 304 years. I feel like I was quite close. And separates him. Your guess was sensible. Yeah. When was Papa Smurf born? June 15th, 1465. That's just incredible. He's so old. When it, When is the Smurf <laughs> set, though? That's the other question. I think maybe Papa Smurf was not... We digress, Steve. We digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> that, could have, that conversation could have gone on for an hour. There's a lot to talk about. Question two. Oh, this is an exciting question, Steve, because mm-hmm. it's not only a question, it's a picture round. Oh, pioneered by me last time. Yeah, yeah, Lovely. yeah. You nice, deserve that. Nice to see it. You deserve that shout out from yourself. <laughs> and of course, the people listening can take part by, by getting themselves onto Instagram. <laughs> oh. All right, you'll see it there. Oh. Steve, your task is simple. Please yeah. look at the following four pictures okay, and yeah. tell us who is the odd one out All right, and why. Okay. The, okay. the reason yeah. is linked to book five of War and Peace. Now, I'm going to give right. you more information as we go through, but I'd much rather to begin with, you just vibe it out and talk us through those pictures, buddy. All right, then. So 
I'm what I'm seeing here is I, I think that's George Washington. Okay, and then I'll skip that guy in the red in the red jumper because I'm not sure who he is. Skip him. <laughs> skip him. <laughs> skip him. That is someone that's gone. That's that's someone that's been to the moon. Um, Looks like an they're astronaut. Wearing, right? they're, wearing, they're standing in front of the moon and they're wearing an astronaut. <laughs> they're dressed outfit. as an astronaut. Got an American flag. I'm going to say it's Buzz Aldrin. Okay, or Neil Armstrong. Right, or yeah. it's the guy that stayed behind in the rocket. Yeah. The the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. That one I know. That's Chomsky. Yeah. Um, Who's his, that? Sorry, which is your dog, not not the famous uh, not philosopher. Chomsky. That's my dog, isn't it, the last one? That's your dog. Um, no points yet. But look, you've done very well so far. So I'm going to give you a bit more bit more information about um, the, the gentleman in those pictures. Yeah. Um, the first is a founding father. You've already said his name, George Washington. Well done. Uh, the second is a prolific and influential composer of the classical period. Oh, is it Mozart? It's Mozart, uh. yes. The third... Very beady eyes, Mozart. <laughs> you wouldn't want him to be following you in an alley. I'll say that now. Very good at music. No one's doubting it, but... And I, I, I can't remember. I'm not looking at them myself, but does he have any eyebrows? Uh, very much. Oh, he does. Too, too much. Very <laughs> too, strong too eyebrows. Many, too anything. many, if anything. The third guy is the second man to walk on the moon, Mr. Buzz Aldrin. Okay. Very well done. And the final picture is my dog surrounded by a collection of his favourite toys. <laughs> so now look, the question, <laughs> who's the odd one out and why? And Steve, yeah. I'm going to be honest, if yeah. you say my dog's the odd one out because he's a dog. <laughs> it's rude. All right. I think that's rude. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to give you any points for that. Okay, well, I can see a few differences between these people. Go on, talk me through some differences, Um, some obvious ones. Only one of them has been to the moon. Okay, which one's that? Uh, That's Buzz Aldrin. (laughs) Are you sure? Only one of them's founded America. Yeah. Only one of them is a famous composer. Influential composer of the classical period. Only one's a dog. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so those are your... You set your stool out there. All right. In that sense, Steve, they could all be the odd one out. Two of them are wearing wigs. Okay, um, and two of them aren't real photographs. Buzz Aldrin's bald. <laughs> so I'm going to say the thing that connects the three of them together yep. is that... Um, From book five of War and Peace, <laughs> is, remember? It's that Mozart, <laughs> yeah. um, George Washington yeah. and Buzz Aldrin all don't have their own hair. Okay. Um, two of them are wearing wigs. Buzz Aldrin has chosen not to sure. not to bother. From book five of War and Peace. <laughs> He's got a helmet. <laughs> Um, Chomsky is not wearing a wig because that's my dog, by the way, for everyone listening. Covered in hair. Yeah. And um, that's my final answer. It's a hair based answer. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know who's the odd one out. Is the dog the odd one out? Uh, The dog is the odd one out, but not because he's a dog. No. It's because he's got a full head of hair. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, I won't embarrass you and ask you to link that directly to a theme or thread Uh from Book Five of War and Peace. Um, The odd one out. Is my dog? Oh, so I get the point. No, no, no of <laughs> I must not. get the point. Of course, well, it's a fraction. You can, you can have, you can have a fraction of okay. a point. Uh, and do you know what? Because your reason was not that he's a dog, you can have half a point. That's I'll, I'll fine. take it. Um, you're going to kick yourself, Steve. The others, the other three. So that's George Washington, Mozart, <laughs> and Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, they're all or were. Freemasons. Oh, that's a really good question. Oh, oh, wow. oh well done, Will. Ha. But Steve, you get 
Um, half a point. Also, to be perfectly honest, my dog doesn't talk. He could be a Freemason. We don't know for sure, yeah. I don't know what he gets up to. Well, that was such a good question. I'm going to give you <laughs> 0.1 <laughs> points. I'm not taking that. <laughs> I'll give you. I don't that was want such it. a good question. Take it. Put that. Right, do you know what? Write it down. No, I, I, as have if, not sorry, point... as if I'm not going to take it. You can have 0.1 I'm points for that because it was I'm very good. That. I'll take that. Question three. Steve, this is for one point. This question could make you look incredibly smart, Steve. It could also give the impression that this podcast and this episode is about war and peace as well. So please don't screw this up. (laughs) Okay. Is it about hardware stores or something? What's the... (laughs) To whom is the following quote about? It was as if the thread of the chief screw which held his life together (laughs) was stripped so that the screw could not get in or out, but went on turning uselessly in the same place. Such a good good quote. What a great quote. He really is great, Tolstoy. I remember that. That was good. Who was it about? I mean, there's obviously only a few candidates because there are only really a few kind of like main characters. We've really zoomed in on book five, haven't we? Yeah, the only candidates are Pierre... Andy Pandy, Nasty Nick, I would say. Mm. Denisov, he had a breakdown of sorts, but really, you don't get this sort of description about Denisov. You don't. It doesn't say anything about being a werewolf. <laughs> it doesn't mention the howling or anything. <laughs> um, I, I feel like that was about Andy Pandy. you gone with Andy Pandy? I'm going to go with Andy Pandy, yeah. Do you know what? It's not a bad guess. You are wrong, but uh. if I were guessing, it would be between Andy and Pierre. It's Pierre. Uh, okay. And do you know what? It's right at the beginning of book five, as right. he's in that weird post office with the pirate king. It's a pub, I thought, but yeah. No, it's the it's where the horses come, and he meets the weird pirate king, and he becomes a yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's a pub yeah. where you get a new fresh horse. It's a, a coach house. Look, oh, okay, coach house. You say think, coach house. I say a post office with horses. Probably. There. You know what? Weirdly, I think we're both right. I think we are, mate. <laughs> uh, that was Pierre in parlay with the pirate king. Question four. This is for checks notes, two points. Wow. <laughs> if there's one thing Tolstoy loves more than anything, it's describing characters' hands. From the big red monster hands of Pierre to the sweaty, damp, microscopic white <laughs> hands of Napoleon. In book five, we have discovered two pairs of shriveled hands. <laughs> okay, sure. I would simply like to know both of the owners of these shriveled hands. Okay. And for a simple bonus point, exactly <laughs> how many bones are there in one averagely boned human hand oh, to the nearest bone? Geez. When you do all that bone research... I spent so much time researching <laughs> horse bones. If only you'd have known. I know that there are a lot of bones in a human hand. You know there are a lot of bones in a human? I know in a human because the because the horses, they don't have hands. They've just don't got one. Don't talk about horses, mate. Who cares? No, I'm telling you, it's important. It don't, no one cares. <laughs> they haven't got any bones in their hands, so they it goes down a lot in the numbers. It does. In the stats. But then their skull brings it up. Their remember? skull and their tail bring it up. I was here as well. Anyway, firstly, mate, look. Well, you approach this question how you want. It's your quiz. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to know whose hands are shriveled. Um... Who's how the hell had all these hands? Who's got all these hands? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Emperor Alex. Emperor Alex. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Should I have, should I have drawn that out? I, I think you deserve to just be told you're wrong straight away. Okay. You can deal with it. What other characters are there? You just say another one. Um, One's a lady. Does that help? Yeah, it does help. One's a lady. Sure. Okay. Mm. Mary. 
Keep going with Mary. You're floundering, mate. You're floundering. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh no. Okay. Right. You can you can guess no more characters. Uh huh. Um, but you can guess the amount of bones <laughs> in a human hand. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna count them all 10, now. Ten thousand. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna sit here and count them all. He's trying. Even though I could. Even though <laughs> I'm I could. I'm definitely you. not buying for time. <laughs> come um, on, mate. I can't believe you didn't come across this number when you're doing your bone research. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. He's close, but he's not right. Twenty-seven bones. Are you kidding me? In the human hand. I was gonna give you five either way earlier. You're not giving me anything either way. You give me five either way with a bigger number. I tell you what, Steve. Do you know what I'll give you? Zero point six. <laughs> okay, I'll. T- <laughs> I'll take it. (laughs) The first person in book five to have shriveled hands is the Pirate King. Oh. He's a Pirate King, Steve. Of course, of course, yeah. The second and last person to have (laughs) shriveled hands. Really explaining it in very (laughs) verbosely detailed Is Anna Wan. Anna Pavlovna. Anna Wan. She had a party. She had a party. A shriveled hands party. I'm an idiot. I know, mate. I know. Um, all right, look, at the end of round two, Steve, you have 1.1. Okay. And, and. What, what, what do you mean? You and? will gain. <laughs> oh, yeah, go Sound on. effect. 0.1 points, bringing you up to 1.9. Wowee. Round three. I'm in the lead, Steve. <laughs> Amazingly, I was going to say the same. You are it's in the incredible. lead somehow. It's incredible. Let's see how you do on this round. Okay, question one. I would say, Will, that we've experienced more of 1800s medicine than I think either of us mm. wanted to. Yes, I agree. In this book, in our lives. Yeah. We've seen some quite <laughs> shocking things. Really shocking. Uh, in the hospitals of Prussia. Just remind us again quickly, Will, sort of some of the things we've seen, some of the remedies we've experienced in the in War and Peace so far. Well, like the last bit of the book, we were in a flashback of arms getting torn off, which I don't even remember that happening, <laughs> so, but that's what Nicky remembered, so he must be right. Yeah. Arms being torn off. You say medicine, I don't think there was any. It was just a, a hospital full of virus. And b- b- I mean, before that, we had the beef tea. Beef and, tea, uh, mustard plasters. Sure, sure, all the standards. Um, blood, stuff. too much blood. Too much blood, okay. <laughs> Get that blood out. Well, it, I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not, but it wasn't just in and around Russia. Uh, at, at this time, right, that um, that there was quite questionable medical <laughs> medical care going on. It won't shock me, Steve. No. <laughs> well, in fact, medicine was actually pretty pretty much universally awful. Okay. across the entire world, everyone's got um, too much blood. So, Will, for for one point, I've got three 19th century medical cures here that I'm going to tell you about. Okay, and I want you to tell me which are real and which I've made up. Hamlin's wizard oil. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be mad to start with the one you made up. But my word. Created in 1861 by magician John Hamlin, <laughs> wizard oil was made from ammonia and. Uh, Isn't that poison? Chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> and, claimed, uh. and claimed to cure sore throats, headaches, bruises, diphtheria. <laughs> and rheumatism uh, and rheumatism in elephants sorry and, <laughs> and humans I'm going to say the other way around but it's fine, fine. In don't hum- correct yourself in hum- it's funny yes, diphtheria and humans and elephants alright that's, that's the first by one by killing you 
It's a cure-all. Yeah. Uh, also, sort your swimming pool out. <laughs> option two. <laughs> option two. Right. That was Hamlin's wizard oil. Hamlin's wizard oil. Yeah, yeah. All right. Option two. Dr. Williams, pink pills for pale people. <laughs> <laughs> They're all ridiculous. Dr. Williams, pink pills for pale people, promise to put your phlegm, blood, and bile back into alignment via one handy pill, which was to be taken after each meal. This sounds quite good, this one. For best effects, the pills <laughs> could not be taken with soup, porridge, or pickles. Obviously. And if you're a woman, it <laughs> yeah. was recommended that you should have a bath in, in mustard uh, before taking each pill. Uh, that one genuinely makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, so that's Dr. Williams' pink pills for pale people. Yeah. Is William his last name his first name? Um, it's not clear. It's a good question, though. <laughs> Definitely a doctor. Okay, the third option. Dr. Boshi's German syrup. Okay. Uh, it was a delicious sugary drink that could cure all throat <laughs> and lung complaints. All of them. It was invented by Colonel Gil Green and his dad. Yeah. Um, and the mixture was quite tasty. Okay. Uh, very Moorish, really, if anything. It, it was uh, made from a combination of opium, morphine, <laughs> alcohol, and codeine. <laughs> so, it's delicious, this. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> You'll love this. I can't even feel my lungs. Oh, do you know what? I can't even remember having a throat. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, those chaps, father and son invented heroin drink. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Had, yeah okay. had some alcohol in it, too. A little bit. Yeah. To make it taste good. Yeah. So. All right. My, my question about number two. Yeah. I buy, by the way, like mad, crazy heroin OD drink. <laughs> you buy I, all of them. I, I, no, sorry. When I say buy, I don't mean I'd purchase. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely buy that that's real. The crazy right. drug one at the end. Very um, the pale pill medicine. What I don't understand is what does it do? It makes you less pale? Um, it, it sorts out your alignment in, in the in the four humus humuses humus humus sorry <laughs> right. um, this is from memory humus in your body yeah um, there are four I phlegm guess. blood and then it's like black bile and yellow bile or something okay. like that and it just sorts them all out they, if they get out of whack you're, you're, in, you're, you're in, in big trouble, trouble. you're in trouble son. you need a pink pill to sort you out okay alright fair enough and the first one <laughs> with Hamlin's wizard oil Hamlin's wizard oil <laughs> Um, <laughs> Which is what again? Uh, so made he was made by a wizard, yeah. John Hamlin. He's a professional wizard. Um, <laughs> Stop! Shut up. Made from ammonia and Stop. chlorophyll. Two, Cure. two shocking Cure poisons. Throats. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go. I've got to go with my gut. I've got Ham Ham wizard Ham, Hamlin's wizard or has to be fake. <laughs> okay. It has well, to be. well, will yeah. They were all real. Oh, you're, so, what, you're such an awful uh, man. <laughs> Do you know what? I was going to give you uh, 0 0.1 points for that question. I don't think I can now. Well, look, because oh, I'm a nice guy, I'm going to give you 0 0.2 points for, for being a good sport. Hamlin's wizard oil is real. Hamlin's wizard oil is real. Dr. Williams' pink pills for pale people, that's real. Oh, my And word. Dr. Boshi's germ... German heroin syrup is <laughs> is also is also completely real. Wow! All oh. of them banned now. I will, you know, yeah, safe yeah, to yeah. say they were banned a long time ago. Yeah. You shouldn't drink ammonia. No. Question two. We haven't half had a lot of letters this book, have we? Just the whole this book. Week. The whole book's been letters, book one, letters, two, three. It's all letters. I know, but this book there was a lot of letters. Do you it remember? Really drove the narrative. Yeah. In fact, there have been thirty mentions of the word letter. Wow. In this in this book. That's an interesting fact for yeah. people. Don't know if that's high or not. Around but... the world as well. 
it's a, seems seems like a large number. <laughs> it does. But how many letters specifically have we received and also read a bit of in book five in, in this book? And I'm not looking for like stacks of letters being handed between people. I'm looking for substantial letters where we found out a bit of information. Mm, okay. Okay. Good. Good question. Letter-based question. Clever. <laughs> um, well, obviously, there's Dolokhov's. No, sorry, Denisov's letter. He writes that mad long letter that he gets Nikki to read in the Hell Hospital. Yeah. So that's one letter. Um, does Nikki then take that to Emperor Alexander? Or does he take another letter that Denisov writes? Maybe that's two. So now we're on two letters. Do we read that letter? I don't know. Are we with Andy Pandy for a bit? I bet they had a letter or two knocking around. They always have <laughs> letters, those lads. Maybe that's three. Maybe that's four. Do I round it up, dare I? I'm going to go with it. Four letters. Okay, okay. It's not correct. Okay. It's not correct. But you, I mean, you did try. And you... you, you, you <laughs> Cheers, mate. You did try. And you, I did try. Some good stuff I did try. I'll, I didn't say 10,000. Here's a few that you missed. I'll, I'll tell you the ones that I was looking for. I think there are around six notable letters. Six, eh? That's what I was looking oh, for, right. yeah. So Nasty Nick sent Andy Pandy a letter with some instructions. Oh, I did on as a postman. As yeah, well. and, and Andy, Andy Pandy said, Devil take them. If anyone remembers that, it was a great moment for it's me. A great moment for Steve. <laughs> uh, <that. laughs> also, also there was a quote two sheeter from Bilibin to Andy Pandy. We did a whole episode on this today, <laughs> if you remember that. Yeah, I do. Um, it was that incredibly long one about how awful the Russian army. Oh, is. that was Bilibin's letter. And then at the end, that Andy, was so long; it just felt like a chapter. It was. It was. It, it was. Right. At the end, right. Andy Pandy just chucked it in the bin because it was so rubbish. Didn't even finish it. No. Um. Within that letter. There were several letters. I believe this episode is the meta letter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I've just rounded that off to one letter. Sure. Uh, the, the emperor opened a load of letters, sent to other people. They were all slagging him off. It was the so emperor. Many letters. So it wasn't the emperor. The emperor had sent the letters. You, you get it. You get it. You get it. You understand. Nowadays, of course, it would be emails, wouldn't it? It would be now. It would be now. Very, very <laughs> on trend joke. A <laughs> um, couple more letters. Pierre wrote at yeah. least one letter to the Grand Master telling him uh, that he freed all the serfs and he had a great time. Freed them all. He was very happy. Send some more bones. And of course, Denisov uh, wrote two letters. I actually them. only got one letter written down, but you were, you are right. I remember now. He ran off to, to do yeah. another. He did another one. So yeah. the fact that I got one slightly wrong, I think you got two of those. I'm going to be really quite generous here. Wow. And I'm going to give you Half a point. Half a point. <laughs> Never argue if you're given points. That's a good life lesson. You're on the board. Just take them. Okay, question three. This question is is certainly something that we've struggled with on the podcast, mm. um, and, and certainly in the quizzes as well. Facts. Uh, facts, information, <laughs> sure. Um, I think there's a lot of very important academics around the world who are in a similar boat to us right now. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> All right. So hopefully, hopefully, Will, you can set, set things straight today. You can help them out too. Mm. Yeah, I am, of course, talking about the value of the ruble. Um, You're kidding me. In 19th century Russia. You are kidding me. Um, we've made some guesses in the past. Absolutely. Do you remember any of the guesses? No. <laughs> okay. But, Do you know all I remember yeah. is stress. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Stress and anger. Well, sure, sure. Do you reckon it, I've got a question about rubles? It's too? a slightly different approach this time. So you sorry, you can let some of that let some of that stress go. Not all of it. <laughs> not all of it. This book though is a bit different because we received some absolutely stellar, incredible intel while Pierre was freeing his serfs. We heard all about the management of his estate. Yeah. Uh, the pensions, the asylums, how much he spent on wages, corruption, divorce, and so on and so forth. Mm. 
Um, and I want you to channel all of that information in your head that's, that's sw- swilling around, right. sloshing around, yeah. to tell me how many asylums... <laughs> you, old, were, you were obsessed with this many, back in the show. How many asylums, could, which, are, which is a place for old people back yeah. in the day, yeah, how yeah. many old people asylums could Helene buy... <laughs> you kept going on about with this. With her <laughs> alimony um, that she was g- given yeah. by Pierre. How many could she buy? She got given a, a sort of amount. I don't think they're divorced, but they're on, you know, some yeah, sort of an allowance yeah. or something. I just, it's that, making me laugh because I remember you that, working that, this stupid thing that out. That was a multiple <laughs> of, was. of the number, amount of money it costs to set yeah. up an old people's home. <laughs> it's a really so, good, do you know what? This is one of my favourite ruble-based questions. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I like that you didn't ask me to give real specific figures sure. just, r- just a number evolving the form sure. <laughs> just a number four i'm going with my heart my soul my brain um four. i'm being told by the book that the the answer you require is four. Oh, oh, i'd love God. to give you a point but really to be honest it's not a very good guess it's quite far away actually is it i'm looking for 10 oh how much were they all then aline got one hundred and fifty thousand. Like oh, and it's 15 money. grand each and per it's 15 asylum. grand for an, an asylum. God, that is cheap, isn't it? Yeah. So there we go. Take that, academics. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Question four. Okay, so for two points. We learned earlier on in the quiz about uh, the brave horse, Bayard. Oh, from the smash. Of course, a, sp- <laughs> a spotted chestnut white dapple gray or possibly brown horse white brown and gray horse certainly not blue though nope uh although blue is a bit like gray so maybe you could have argued that but anyway it's too late now it is too late in war and peace we've met many horses who are all sadly pressed into service (laughs) yeah (laughs) put into quite awful situations often by the humans Mm. around them that they work with yeah likewise horses in the classic 1980s cartoon yeah. the smurfs yeah didn't always have it easy didn't always have it easy <laughs> those cartoon smurf horses <sighs> did the smurfs have horses are you Ooh. kidding me in episode 392 of the smurfs tiny from, tiny smurf horses from season nine they're bigger than the smurfs of course they were season nine <laughs> stick with me here mate all right in episode 392 of the smurfs which is season nine. Such a high number. It's the final season. They cancelled it after that. Cancelled. Uh, it's been going on for four hundred years. Yeah. The um the episode's called the Phantom Bagpiper. Right. It opens with the Smurfs searching for food in a derelict Scottish castle. Yeah. The castle is inhabited by a paranoid ghost <laughs> called Laird Milton McKilty. Generally, it sounds like Harry Potter. And his two talking ponies, uh, Scotty and Cassie. Right. McKilty is terrified that his neighbour, Frugal McDougal, yeah. who's a famous jockey and prolific horse collector, right. um, is trying to steal his horses. Uh, Doesn't sound Scotty, paranoid to me. Scotty and Cassie, you're right, actually. He's yeah. not, he, he's, That's a legitimate concern. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed, the very next day... If anyone's listening from Scotland, I guess we're sorry for these names. Sorry for... this. Is, I'm sure there's... Frugal McDougal. Really, not on. It was na- 1989, I think. It was... It wasn't good. Anyway, look, he's paranoid. He's got a neighbour. Yep. Indeed, Will, the very next day, Smurfette witnesses Frugal McDougal stealing Cassie using a powerful electromagnet. Who the hell's Cassie? Cassie's the horse I just told you about. It's one of the two horses, the prized horses of Laird Milton McKilty. (laughs) It's hard to follow, Steve. Frugal McDougal's got a magnet. He's stolen Cassie because of the horseshoes and so on. 
teeth fillings. Okay. I'm not even going to go into okay. that. Okay. <laughs> On learning about this, McKilty is understandably incredibly upset. Right. Um, and he starts to cry. Unfortunately, How many characters are in this question? Just four. Just four. <laughs> two horses and two neighbours. Okay. McKilty's the good guy. All right. Uh, he's a ghost. Yeah. Because he's a ghost, he can't leave the property. You know about ghost rules. Oh, sure. He can't leave the property to rescue Cassie from, from McDougal's house next door. I would if I could, but I'm a so, ghost. I'm bound so, by the rules. So will. Yeah. For two points, I want you to tell me how Smurfette and the other Smurfs save good, honest Cassie, who you could think of as Russia. Yeah, and Cassie's a horse, to clarify. If you want to think of, if you want to relate this to War and Peace, yeah. I'd encourage you to think of... of uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Of, uh, I could do that, Steve. Or Prussia, Steve. or, or Prussia, Prussia, mate, whatever. Prussia, something yeah, like that. Yeah, fine. Um, to clarify, though, in the, in the context of the actual question, Cassie is a horse. Yeah, pony. Yeah, yeah. Pony, all right. Um, it's a horse, for all, all intents and purposes, yeah, a yeah. horse. Uh, so how, how does Smurfette and the other Smurfs, how do they save Cassie, who could be Russia, from the evil McKilty, who you could think of if it helps you answer the question <laughs> as as Napoleon, <laughs> and that that ghost guy's not going to do anything then. He he's involved. He's got he's got the oh the ghost guy. No, he's he doesn't help at I all because he's a ghost. You can't the leave the rules property. about ghosts. I can't leave the property. <laughs> you can't leave the property. Unfortunately. He's a, he's on house arrest. He can't. He's a ghost. Yeah, all right. I, I'm, I'll allow you to ask is a few that, questions. Is that the rule for ghosts in general? They can't leave. Yeah, I think so. All right. If we're taking this as the rule book, then yeah. The the last time we had a question like this, it was it was truly unfathomable what they did. So it'll be like <laughs> the storks are involved. It's always the birds. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's always the birds. They'll uh-huh. at some point yeah. those storks they'll use them, and they use Smurf breeze. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, do you want, you want a clue? Because yeah, I feel like you're spiraling. Am I? Um, I have given you clues in the things I said have you though that, that, could, have that you? help you answer the you question you gave me so much information Steve. I did it, didn't, it, it, it felt like a, um, an ant in an ocean all the descriptive words and stuff <laughs> they're, they're alright look it's magnet based maybe they get a smurf magnet from magnet smurf <laughs> okay. alright yeah, they lob sure. that they put in an apple because yeah. they're a third of an apple high so it right. takes a few of them okay. lob it Cassie yeah. eats it but it's got a magnet in it and a magnet smurf <laughs> doesn't, yeah right yeah because yeah. they get like you know yeah, yeah. and then they magnetise okay the horse and then yeah. that's, and when they think <laughs> then, it's all over then, the storks come in it's all okay. those birds and they fly everyone away alright <laughs> right. thanks so much pleasure oh wow yeah. okay am I right there's your guess I'll tell you I'll tell you what actually happened <laughs> and we'll and we'll cross reference uh, and we'll the have a look sure okay so Papa Smurf issues a formal horse racing challenge to Frugal McDougal. I forgot about Frugal. He's, he's if you may recall, he's a, an ex or like current jockey. Um, <laughs> it's a horse race. Yeah. And after proving All herself right. to be the best horse rider, Smurfette is chosen to compete in the race on Cassie's oh. uh, horse mate, Scotty. Yeah, see, I went down the magnet route. It was more about the jockey route. It was more about, you see what I mean? The, the, the clues yeah. were there. I'll wait until you mention the birds, though. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, maybe this is the bit, maybe this is the oh, bit where the birds come in. were birds. Unfortunately, during the race, a bee, <laughs> it's a bit like a bird, <laughs> a bee starts yeah. to um, uh, harass Smurfette while she's racing. That's so unfortunate. Because <laughs> she's got uh, loads of honey in her hair. <laughs> Stop! Shut up! That cannot be. <laughs> true. And that wasn't what sorted happened? out prior to the race. What happened? Smurfette, love, there are a load of bees around here. You'll thank me for it. Get it out. honey. Get it out. Get the honey out your hair. Anyway, it looks like no, she's, I'll be fine. <laughs> looks like she's going to lose yeah. until Smoogle, I don't know who that is, no. starts imitating the sound of a bagpipe. 
Right. Um, luckily, there's a sort of hidden power inside Scotty. When he hears a bagpipe, right. he runs twice as fast. That's lucky. Uh, McDougal's so angry about this, he rides into a tree. Yeah. The Smurfs throw tomatoes and pies at him. Yeah. Uh, and then they all have a party at McKilty's house. <laughs> Oh god, nothing. Nothing to say about uh, so that. Nothing. I am gonna give you What are you gonna give? Give me zero. There were two points up for grabs. Give I'm gonna give zero. you 0.15. I don't know. Because why. you said bird and there was a B. Um so there we go. <laughs> okay, and look, you know, I'm not gonna argue. Never argue when you're given points. Thank you very much. Cheers, I guess. Alright then, Will, I'm just gonna run the numbers, see what the scoreboard's saying. You've got 0.85 points. Round four. Question one. We love nothing more in War and Peace than a good old Anna One knees up. Oh, yes. In book five, episode 73, St. Partysburg. Yeah, wonderful. Best name, Best name I've ever had. Fantastic yeah. name. Uh, we were treated to a truly diplomat party with not one, but two diplomats in attendance. As we both know, an official Anawan party also requires the attendance of none other than the old aunt. Okay, I was hoping that would be the question, but yeah, sure, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Anawan takes Boris yeah. at this party yeah. to meet the old aunt. Right. But there is a secret meddling reason behind this old aunt greeting. A yeah. warning, which oh Anna Wan gives to Boris. She uses the aunt as a pretext. Oh my god! <laughs> text. Oh my god! <laughs> to give him a warning. What is Anna Wan warning Boris about? All those books ago, Steve. This was right at the beginning of season five. I'm just going to put my cards on the table and say I have absolutely no recollection of this. You have nothing. I'm not even sure you told me about this. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I think maybe this is something you didn't put in the book in the in the episode. Stephen. All right. What would he be? What would he? What would he be being warned about? What would uh, the warning be? Don't be too big for your boots. Watch out for, Watch out uh, for the bugs. Ghosts. Watch out for bugs. <laughs> Are we uh, going to go with bugs or ghosts? I'm going to say don't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> okay. This is the quote. Yeah. Ah, she is such an unfortunate and charming woman. Don't mention him before her. Please don't. It is too painful. It's a warning about Pierre's estranged wife, oh. Helene, who Boris becomes intimate with. Yeah, what an incredibly hard question. Do you think that was hard? I apologise if it was. I think think what you've done there is chosen the most minor occurrence. (laughs) We talked about this, you know, Boris essentially had an affair with Pierre's wife, right? That's That's big news. What's the name of this quiz? The catch-up? Yeah, we're right. We do know about that now. If people are following for a catch-up reason. And don't get me wrong, it's great for the listeners. It's great for the listeners. (laughs) Tough for you, though. It's rubbish. It's awful for me. I think, am I losing? Probably. Zero points. Question two. It's fair to say that a big part of book five was the meeting of Alexander and Napoleon, both uh, emperors in their own right, in that pub on the river. Yeah. uh, The precursor to peace itself. Both you, and I'm pointing at you, Steve, you and Boris had the honour of witnessing this exceptional moment in history. Yeah. 
But let's see if both of you were paying attention, as Boris does, yeah. to the details. Yeah. Exactly how long? <laughs> yeah, how were did they inside this yeah. meeting? Yeah, were they in the pub for? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And look, look, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to be nice. Yeah. You can answer this question. Honestly, I've done the maths. However the hell you want. Okay, so you'll take any unit. It's not that generous. I'll, I'll even take units that you'd think I wouldn't take. <laughs> For example, <laughs> yeah. I've got one answer here in calendar years. Okay, probably won't give it in that. Uh, <laughs> you I, can do. I think that it, was only, it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't a year. It was less than a year. Way less than a year. Um, I think it was about an hour okay. or so. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. an hour All right. and six minutes. Hour and six <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Hour and six minutes. All right. Well, I'll go through the answers. In calendar years, yeah. uh, 0. 0.0002. Right. 0. 0.08 days. 6,780 oh, seconds, oh. 113 minutes, oh, one hour damn. and 53 minutes. Damn. And Steve, the only reason I asked you that is because that's how Boris is successful. He pays attention yeah. to the details. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we established that we're neither of us are Boris. What did you say? One hour and six minutes. 66 minutes, I said. I'm going to give you 0. 0. 0.01. I said one hour and 56 <laughs> minutes is what I said. 0. 0.01 has been given. Okay, all right. Question three. Who could forget episode 77 of Wappin' 7? Mud, Blood and Biscuits. Also a great name. Also a great name. In this episode, we find out that Nicky Rostov has a cunning plan to pay back his parents. Mm. Now, you might think I'm going to ask you how much money he has to pay back. I'm not. It's exactly 40,000 40, rubles. Uh, 40,000, yes. <laughs> I'm more interested in yeah. finally putting to bed the Wappin' 7 historical <laughs> ruble conversion oh my problem. God, no. So I've done some proper research. Right. Listen carefully. I've tried to do this as well. Well, I know how it's impossible. <laughs> I know what you've done. Just I'll listen, tell you which Steve. websites you've been Just on. Just listen. Just <laughs> okay. listen carefully. Yeah, I'm listening. The year 1534. Yeah. 100 rubles would get you 100 cows. 1534? We're going to build up We're closer time. now than we... Don't worry, we'll build up, my friend. In right. 1534, 100 rubles gets you 100 cows or 100 horses or any combination. So you could have 92 horses and 8 cows, whatever. Right. 1662. Yeah. 100 rubles yeah. will get you 20 barrels of sturgeon from the north. <laughs> okay, it's a fish. Or, correct, or... Four expensive women's fur coats right. with golden lace. It's a tough choice. 1769. <laughs> yeah. 100 rubles, always the same amount of rubles. Sure, sure, sure. Will get you <laughs> 10 Russian log houses. Whoa. Or Itsby. This uh, is, as it is in Russian. That's good. This is real inflation going on, isn't <laughs> it's it? Super inflation. Now, 1895. This is where you step in, Mr. Steve. 1895. To put this into context for the question, War and Peace had been out for 28 years. Yeah. So, so it's relevant now, the question. Yeah. Um, 1895, 100 rubles would get you dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Just supposed to guess. Yeah. Now, now, look, yeah. I mean, yeah, you are supposed to guess. Yeah. I'll be... I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be quite surprised if you do guess. Right. But I'll also accept the modern equivalents in pounds or dollars. <laughs> right. But 
you haven't told me what um, no. physical object you'd like to know the conversion in. No, but you you must have seen that pattern. Cows from from cows to fish to coats, <laughs> the coats to, to houses. small houses. But you've seen you've seen the impact of inflation. You know it's going down. It's not going to suddenly be yeah. a million fish. No, sure. All right then. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like I've helped as much as I can. You're going to yeah. solve this problem for us once and all. Right. Okay, this is this is one for the academics again. Yeah. I am going to give the answer. Uh, if you get the answer, I'll give in, you a million points. <laughs> I'm going to get the answer. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give the answer in sugar. Okay. Uh, if you can argue your case... Mounds. Um, that's fine. Mounds of sugar. <laughs> mounds of sugar. Yeah, fine. I'm going to say it's a... It's a, uh, a 15... Thousand mounds, high against, mounds of sugar. You've fallen into your old ways. All right. Well, the question's too hard. <laughs> I can't think of what. Do ob- it in pounds or dollars then? Yeah. You're all right. I can't think of what specific object it is that you want me to say. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do it. I think this is maybe where you were pushing me towards. To be honest, <laughs> I'm going to do it in in pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay. All right. So I'm going to say. It is the equivalent, and sorry, is this the modern day equivalent of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so hard. This question, <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. We're putting it to bed. I could spend my whole life we're, doing we're, it, working we're putting this out. This to bed. We're putting this to bed. Look, in eighteen in seventeen sixty nine, Steve, a hundred rubles will get you ten Russian shut log up, houses. Shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I've given you. I've set you up for this. Million quid. <laughs> <laughs> it was going down. Million quid. <laughs> and how many mounds of sugar was that? Fifteen thousand. <laughs> you're gonna kick. <laughs> you're gonna kick yourself. Um, I was looking for quite a specific answer. Right. Uh, one cart horse or a second-hand piano in pre-revolutionary <laughs> Russia. It was going down, but we got ten houses just a minute ago. Before that, we had a barrel of fish. We had we had ten houses 130 years ago, Before and now that- now it's just one second-hand piano, friend. When when was I supposed to know it was going down? <laughs> it was a barrel of fish, then it was ten houses. I think the houses are made out of wood. The though, directions you know? up <laughs> in dollars. Yeah, uh, one thousand seven hundred forty-five. No, I'm going to continue <laughs> well, reading this listen. in pounds. Yeah, one thousand three hundred and sixty-nine. Yeah. Listen, Will. do you want a half a point for that? I want at least half a point for that. <laughs> also. Write it down. <laughs> Write down my half okay, point. Okay. Look, I'm going to give you half point. For people listening who's yeah. just trying to work out if they got it right, that's yeah, one no second-hand piano in pre-revolutionary <laughs> Russia. Um, it's $1,700, yeah. basically. I'm going to dock you that 0.1 points <laughs> I gave you earlier, so take that off. That's fair. <laughs> take that off. That is fair. I'll say it now. I'll say it now. That's fair. We'll take that off. That's gone. Final question of the quiz. This is for two points. Book five ends with Nicky Rostov desperately trying to get his pal Denisov off the hook. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for Nicky, he's not dressed correctly. Steve, as you very well know, there are precisely five dress codes. I've planned five outfits for you. Right. I simply want you to tell me the corresponding dress code to each of the outfits I present you with. Right. Each correct answer will earn you a whopping 0.4 points. <laughs> okay. Your first outfit. You will be wearing fresh, sharp denim jeans. Right. With no holes. A sports jacket. No holes. A sports jacket. Yeah. And a second pair of trousers in khaki. What 
dress code is that out of the five, which I'm not telling you the names of? <laughs> right, okay. You're wearing jeans and yeah. you've got uh, a little sports jacket on. You're not going to a business meeting, <laughs> are See, you? it's very casual. <laughs> it's, it's, it's extremely it's, casual. It's very casual. But would you say you're... You're not messy and scruffy. No, okay, okay. So is it smart casual? <laughs> there we go. Oh, we got some okay. points on the board. 0. Okay. 0.4. So you like this? This is going to be a you big like winner for me. So you're, like, you're not getting any more help now, mate. So it's different levels. Okay. Not getting any more help now? No, I didn't have any help that time. Here's here's your next outfit. Uh-huh. A nice pair of car keys again. Sure. With no wrinkles. Right. And a pair of dress shoes. And nothing else. It sounds almost like business wear to me. Or business, business casual, <laughs> business casual, <laughs> business casual. He's done it again. Business casual. Zero point four. This oh my is god! Big. This is a huge. Why do we do the rest of the quizzes? I'm getting so this many points. This here. is big. This is big. This is your next outfit. All right. A conservative tie yep. and a long floor length evening dress. Okay. You've got a nice tie on. Smart. It's a conservative tie. It's a very, very conservative tie. Yeah, okay. And you're wearing a very long, well, yeah. floor length, actually. So Dress. Yeah. Relatively sounds speaking like, long. Um, I'm not sure if this exists, but it sounds like business smart <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm going to say business smart. There was always going to be a point where all this this point, uh, point fountain was sure, going to stop, sure. right? Or has it stopped? Business smart we've gone with. Mm-hmm. That is incorrect, unfortunately. What, what, um, there was there was three options I'd have accepted for this. Right. Formal, black tie, or black tie optional. <laughs> okay. I'd have accepted. I see right. the tie was very important. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't say black though, did so I? I still end on a question that has absolutely nothing to do with anything at all. Uh, incorrect, Steve, because remember <laughs> the way I introduced this, that Nikki was dressed a bit weird, wasn't he? Sure. All right, then. You're just wearing... Uh-huh. A long tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very long, is it? Uh, it's important. This The research I did, it was very clear that this, it's not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> but the tie, that's all you've got on, but yeah. it's a long tie. A long tie. Not, yeah. not a short tie. No. Could that just be business wear? I mean, maybe you could argue this and maybe, maybe you get something. This is known as... <laughs> semi-formal <laughs> is that what it's known as, I, it? I put in brackets i'd also accept half formal right because okay. of semi yeah. would you say business wear i mean i i, I might give you 0. 0.005 <laughs> okay is that fine that seems that reasonable seems don't argue with the points are you that getting points fair. don't argue if you get points you don't argue this is it this is the last thing we're going to say uh for any points now in the quiz yeah uh, this is the final one an australian cork hat a rubber ring around your waist. Yeah. And I'm with stupid t-shirt. <laughs> flip-flops or yeah. thongs. Yeah. And a nice pair of shorts. Oh, it's lovely. You've tied it back in. There we go. What 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 what's the dress code, Steve? Um, look, Will. Mm. Uh I don't know if we ever really established what that was called. It was given about a thousand names by us. I yeah. mean, I know that in in War and Peace, Tolstoy chose to call it Mufti Mufti. Well, he, he didn't choose to call it muff did he the translators did well that's true yeah so mm. so I, I think nowadays we would call that casual dress down and then you insert a letter of the week the day does of the it week. you're you're very you're very keen on on days of the week being involved sure would that would a day of the week be involved in a formal dress code um it's just casual wear really it's it's wear your own clothes day 
So, Steve, I'm going to need a oh, final oh, answer. Oh, the beach, oh, beach stuff. <laughs> beach, beach, beach I'm where? going to need, you've said it, you've said the answer now, but you've said the correct answer as well. I'm going to need, I'm going to need that answer off your pal. Absolutely impossible. I'm going to need, you've already answered it correctly though. I'm going to need that answer. Casual wear. I'm going to need that. Casual we're going... wear day. <laughs> Casual wear day. Okay. <laughs> Incorrect. The answer I was looking for was simply casual. Oh my god! <laughs> and that and that. Oh, despicable. That's the quiz. Do you feel caught up? Um, yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> Me too. sure, yeah. Well, look, everyone's been waiting for this, and good luck if you've uh, managed to get a single point as well. <laughs> <All> fractions. <Sure. laughs> we we go deep with these fractions, though. Don't you worry. There's no, no limit to the decimal places. No. Um, but look, let's do let's do final scores on the doors. Okay, Steve, you end book five catch up quiz special quiz with two point four one five points. <laughs> okay, well, well, I am actually very very proud <laughs> and excited to say wow. that. With 2.6 points, Will, <laughs> it's, low. it's your first win. Oh. Your first win ever. Ever. We had a draw last time. Where will you go next? It's just incredible. The only way is up. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank uh, my mother. I'd like no to time thank for Steve. this. No time for this. No time for this. But it's well, well done, mate. Thank um, you. Let us know how you did in the quiz. Tolstoy at Wappin7.com. Look at all those pictures on Instagram. Look. Wappin7podcast. That's the handle. Um, and if you have been keeping track of your score, I don't think anyone's ever done this. I'm going to tell you right now, though, <laughs> he just, will. just, just what, what, the, what the points mean. He'll tell you. If you got more than 10 points, just like Denisov is hoping for, I'm going to give you a full pardon. Oh, wow. And if you did get more than 10 points, <laughs> naturally, I think we might need to get you on the show. Yeah, that's honestly <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. If you got more than five, I'm going to give you a partial pardon. Okay. Doesn't, it's not as good. Uh, you go to prison for a it's, bit, it's, I think. It's but, partial. But it, it, it rhymes and stuff. Yeah, Syn- yeah, yeah. Sibilance, nice. synonyms, yeah, sounds, letters. Nice. At, ah, wow. And if you got less than, than five points, like us, mm. welcome. I'm saying it's a dishonourable discharge. That's what I'm going to give you. Yeah, sure. I think it's quite, I think it's quite honourable. I'd realize. argue it was, but, but just to clarify, it's not. <laughs> okay. um, it's dishonourable. We're going to be back with another special episode, which is going to be the beginning or perhaps all of some different book. Who knows? Suggested by our wonderful patrons. So tune in for that. Thanks ever so much for enjoying the quiz. We'll see you soon for season six of Wappin 7. Other than that, get on Patreon, get on Instagram. <laughs> you get the idea. Thank you. See you. Thanks for listening to the show. Bye bye. Bye.